James. There's something loose between my legs. In like forever? I don't know. We'll come back to you. Come on! What the f is this guy doing? Trippin major nutsack. A short view back to the park. No, Mikey, no. What the f was that? No more radio for the rest of the race. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Reserve Drivers Podcast. We are live in Bahrain. The F1 season has officially started. So too is this episode. I'm Tim McDonald. It is great to be alongside a man who this week had his private WhatsApp messages leaked on Google Drive. It's Luke Rocker. Oh boy, Timmy boy. It is fantastic to see you. It is fantastic to be back on the airwaves. We return and boy, we've got some great feedback. Gene Haas did use the word embarrassing. <laughs> You'll always have your detractors, Tim. You'll always have your detractors. We are back, Tim, and I'm sure everybody's wondering how the F1 community reacted to our triumphant return. We have more questions than we have answers. <laughs> Thanks, Pat Simmons, Chief Technical Officer yes. at F1. <laughs> Chief Technical Officer of the show. We're back, Tim, in 24. Um, our first episode dropped. It landed. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to blow our own With horn. a thud. <laughs> well, I don't want to blow our own trumpet. They dominated on a scale never seen before <laughs> in the sport. It felt good. It felt good. Have you got any actual content this week or just reactions <laughs> to last week's episode? Are we doing Gogglebox, are we? <laughs> well, you know, I feel like we've got some great momentum and we'll continue that into this recording. Such dominance won't be easy to repeat. <laughs> we'll try our best. <laughs> great to be back. We are back in Bahrain. We yes. are live in Bahrain. We are recording the podcast next to some uh, construction work. Uh. So apologies if there is any interference uh, with the audio quality this week. And secondly, we are recording uh, before qualifying, but obviously you might be listening to this after qualifying or after the race, but we can still be topical. I mean, what a qualifying session that was, Lukey boy. Oh my goodness, did you see? What a lap that was, hey? Certainly looked good, and uh, obviously pole position went to... An incredible lap. Uh, I think it was a one-minute <laughs> point. And you we're talking about the highs, but we've got to mention... They will be incredibly disappointed with that lap, Lukey boy. Uh, some genuine concerns. And I think the team principal and technical director, not to mention the head of vehicle dynamics, have some serious questions to answer. Also, we did say we are next to a construction site. That's a construction site for Nutribullets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's I, what you're hearing. Did I say builders or dentists? Back in Bahrain, Tim. Uh, no better place to start the season than on a windy desert island. Well, it's the home uh, of motorsport, isn't it, Lucky Boy? When you think of the great tracks, you think Monza, Spa, and the Bahrain International Circuit. They're very much the top three for mine. I was on the F1 website just trying to research some stats and facts about the uh, Bahrain GP. And I came across this subtitle. Where is the best place to watch? Okay. Where is the best place to watch the Bahrain Grand Prix? And I feel like F1 is conceding a little bit here. This is genuinely from the website. <laughs> Your options are slightly limited in Bahrain, <laughs> given that the organisers, understandably, don't want loads of fans having to traipse out into the middle of a hot desert to watch the action. It's almost as if it's not a great place for a race circuit. And that's Formula One themselves. That is hilarious. Bahrain, of course, is always constantly brought up in the same conversation as sports washing. Yes. Um... You know, there's track record of human rights violations in the country. Mm. I'm glad we're getting... I, I don't know why you're laughing. Why and I'm, I'm glad we're getting into it because yeah, no, we've, we've done our little silly jokes, but let's get into the human rights record of Bahrain. Okay, now I'm really sweating. No, I don't want to do that. I started laughing just because I was looking at you. But uh. Can we get some construction workers in here at the moment? That sounds better. 
F1 is continuing their commitment to human rights issues. Um, but a couple of years ago, they signed Bahrain to host the Grand Prix till 2036. <laughs> Well, let's get back on track, literally back on track. P1 and P2 uh, happened uh, in Bahrain. Mercedes topping the timesheets in FP2. It was inc- it was incredible. Did you see Visa Cash App RB time the chart uh, top chart? <laughs> what I like about that is you got the most complicated team name right, but the rest of the English language was too hard. Yes, it threw me. But Danny yeah. Rick topping the timesheets yeah. in uh, P1. It was all about Mercedes in FP2, and everyone was focused on the incredible Mercedes car. Damon Hill was focused on something a little bit different at Mercedes. To have both of them up there, Org as well. Yeah, very. Do- he really does. Uh, I was enjoying a nice, hot, large cup of tea in the Mercedes uh, hospitality there and watching it unfold. Everyone was impressed by the car, but it was the hot cup of tea. And I like the way Damon said hot. We love Damon. He's a big friend of the show. Speaking of Mercedes, George Russell this week popped up on GQ's 10 Items I Can't Live Without. This is the series where stars all around the globe uh, show what they can't live without. Hi, I'm George Russell, and these are my 10 essential items with GQ. Now, looky, boy, traditionally F1, it's been a very blokey sport. You know, there's a lot of engine oil, petrol. James Hunts of the world. Nicky Lauda, these incredible, <laughs> courageous, brutal athletes. <laughs> so, George Russell, what is one of his 10 most essential items? So, I always take my trusty shampoo, my hair gel. It's actually clay. Hair clay and shampoo is one of his 10 essential items. Do you think in years gone by that, uh, you know, Nicky Lauda, you know, his 10 essential items, you know, a car, the helmet, micellar water, <laughs> pawpaw cream. Are we getting a bit soft? I'll take that as a comment. <laughs> we'll come back to you. Please do. Please do when you think of an answer. But it wasn't just the shampoo for George Russell. There are a couple of other essential items that he's got. My notepad. Mm. I actually leave the notepad next to my bed open every time I sleep because I'm always thinking about things. He's always thinking about things, <laughs> George Russell. He can barely sleep. He's got so many brilliant ideas. He needs that notepad to be waterproof so he can write his notes in the shower whilst lightly <laughs> shampooing to him. He's always thinking. He's always writing down notes. So let's delve into some of George Russell's thoughts. Sunglasses. Obviously, one, to protect myself from the sun. Incredible. Write that down. Get the notepad <laughs> out, guys. That is an incredible thought. It's amazing he can, he can sleep with thoughts like that. Not the only F1 driver to do a GQ essential items. A nice hot, large cup of tea. Looky boy, if you were on GQ's 10 essential mm. items, what would they be? Oh, obviously, we can rule out deodorant. Um, <laughs> pasta maker. Bocconcini. Bocconcini. <laughs> do love Bocconcini. <laughs> Gotta have Bocconcini. Both, both compounds, soft, medium and hard. <laughs> Um, what can I live without? Um, we'll come back to you. Please do. Radio Tim, I'd like to make some predictions uh, for 2024. Now, usually, we, we have done this in the past, and usually, you know, we, we do a bit of a joke, we make the real obvious ones, and we have a bit of a laugh, but uh, I'm not here to hide behind the veil of humour today, okay? <laughs> the veil of humour. <laughs> I am here to actually... Which we've never <laughs> worn, by the way. I am here to actually make some real strong predictions. Here we I go. want you to hold them to me, and I want the listeners to, you know, hold me accountable. Okay, so my first big prediction for 2024... I think there'll be a total of five different teams winning a race this year. Wow. Bombshell. That's my first bombshell prediction. So I think Red Bull, uh, I think Verstappen (laughs) might win a couple. Uh, Mercedes will win one. Ferrari, they always bank a Monza win. Jimi Hendrix, by the sound of that intro, (laughs) he might win one. McLaren. Yep. And I'm going to go the Visa Cash App RBs. You think Visa Cash App RB are going to win a race? Mainly because I want their name in print in the record books. (laughs) 
My next big prediction is I think Carlos Sainz will beat Charles at Ferrari this year. Really? Now, it might be in qualifying, it might be race points, it might be race wins. Something or rather, I think Carlos is going to win and make things a little bit awkward for uh, Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> for the Scuderia. What do you think? Um, I, I think that uh, I think the veil of humour would be handy right about now. They've, they've had a quite a good rivalry, Carlos and Charles. It's even. What are their sort of race stats? Uh, obviously, we're, we're two big F1 fans and you've come in with your bold prediction <laughs> segment. What are their sort of average race win stats? We'll come back to you. Please do. Okay, last final bombshell prediction. <laughs> Williams to finish higher than Alpine. Now that's an interesting. I agree with this one. Alpine, Alpine look very slow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've seen their long run pace. Uh, they're currently behind Haas, the safety car, and the medical car. <laughs> well, I reckon it started right at the launch for Alpine. The launch of Alpine did not get off to a good start. Hello, hello. I think that deserves a round of applause. Well, that deserves a round of applause, don't you think? I think yeah, definitely deserves a round of applause. And that concludes this. I think so. I think a round of applause. A round of applause. Tim, groveling for gratification is not a good sign. But with that being said, please leave us a rating uh, on Spotify Live or Podcast. I think that deserves a five-star rating. To be honest, Lukey Boy, the wheels are falling off oh, Alpine. No. And I think it's because they've lost the man at the head. Otmar Safnauer, he just... He's able to bring... The glue that keeps us all together is very important. And I, too, feel that the glue that keeps us all together pointing in the right direction is key to this. And I try to bring a really strong glue. So We all know what he's been sniffing. The glue. The glue. A round of applause for Otmar. We do miss the Zafnauer and his glue. If Otmar did GQ's 10 essential items, they'd all be glue, wouldn't they? Wood glue. Metal glue. <laughs> all day access glue. The glue. So Alpine is struggling. Mercedes are doing well. Where are Aston Martin? <laughs> yeah. They started the season off last year incredibly well. Six podiums from the first six races. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> We'll come back to you. I've never seen someone more confident and then losing total faith in the figures that you just pulled out. Anyways, go on with your Aston Martin. Or to use their official title. The name is Martin. Aston Martin. That's not my name. That's Craig Slater. Mm, never mind. Craig Slater, licensed to bore. <laughs> what is Craig Slater doing? He was at Aston Martin at the start of the season, Lucky Boy, to talk to their... They're key people, obviously. Dan Fallows, the chief designer. If Dan Fallows built the car, Mike Crack runs the team. <laughs> That's amazing that Craig Slater's Crack runs Aston Martin. It's better the other way around of Mike Crack having the runs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's speak to Mike Crack. Always a very exciting time of year, Mike Crack. <laughs> it's always an exciting... Mike, Mike Crack is excited, Lucky Boy. It is always an exciting time of year. And look, Aston Martin, they're doing well on track. And in a reserved driver's exclusive... Oh, here we go. For the first time this year... I managed to sit down for an exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with Lance Stroll... Now, obviously, we've seen the interviews with Lance Stroll in the past. He can be a little bit difficult to extract an answer from. <laughs> Have a listen to this. I think I managed pretty well. Hey, Lance. Thank you for joining us on the Reserve Drivers podcast. How are you? Yeah, good. It's, um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yep. That, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You finished? 
Yeah. Yep. A tell-all interview with Lance Stroll. We'll put the full interview up on our website. That was brilliant, Tim. You are quite the journalist, although I couldn't help but feel... We have more questions than we have answers. <laughs> You'll get there. Keep chipping away. Listen next week for part two where my crack opens up and <laughs> we finally get to hear some some noise out of my crack. Speaking of noise, Lukey boy, mm. over the off-season, Charles Leclerc released this. This is Charlotte Claire's debut piano track. It's beautiful. It's it's incredible. He wrote them all based on his experiences at Ferrari. Right. It's from the album Ferrari Strategy. Okay. Uh, this is Symphony in Plan A Minor. Uh, other tracks include Symphony in Plan B Minor, Plan C Minor. Symphony in Should We Go Back to Plan A Minor is a beautiful track. It is absolutely beautiful. How long does the song go for, just out of interest? Two minutes and 49 seconds. Which would be a competitive time for them, to be honest, <laughs> around Bahrain. Not the only Ferrari driver to release music in the off-season, Lukey Boy. Obviously, no? Carlos Sainz had a slightly difficult period. He's, he's going to be replaced by mm. Lewis Hamilton. He's trying to find a drive. He summed it up pretty well in his song. What about me? Didn't know he could sing like that in a sort of an Australian voice. Yeah. Tim, I'm really excited the F1 season is back. I'm really excited that the reserve drivers is back. And so I've penned... A little ode to Formula One returning in 2024. Let's get a little intro here. Okay, pan flutes, so as popular as ever. <laughs> sure, this isn't Charlotte Claire on the pan flute. The season has arrived. Formula One is back. I've missed that sweet, tingling feeling <laughs> deep in my crack. Beautiful. Thank you. There's so much to be excited about. Racing, politics and drama. There's even expert analysis from Nico Rosberg and Jolyon Palmer. Wow, what an awesome race. My goodness, so damn exciting. That's so cool. F1 returns to Shanghai, Zhou Guan Yu's place of birth. The man's got a strong neck for racing. Just check out that girth. Oh, beg your pardon? Red Bull have put Checo on notice. He needs to get closer to his rival. There are Russian opposition ministers with a greater chance of survival. <laughs> <laughs> It's the final year for Toto and Lewis. Together they've achieved so much, but they've never fully recovered since Mikey let through the Dutch. This year's their final shot at a title before Lewis joins the Scarlet Red. He's swapping monster energy drink for wine, cheese and oil-soaked bread. Some team bosses have left. Franz Tost chose Retiremunt. <laughs> well, I wonder where we're going here. <laughs> Gene Haas grown impatient and flicked his very own gunt. Can we say that? It sounds like a Christian Horner WhatsApp message. What to make of Alpine? I mean, does anyone really know? I'm in a two-hour park. How much longer? <laughs> and then there's Daniel Ricciardo. My love for him knows no border. I just really wish he didn't go and file that restraining order. So buckle up, race fans. It's Sports Ultimate Show. Formula One is back. It's lights out. And thank you. <laughs> I didn't know, quite know how to finish. What a poem that was, Lukey Boy. What a wonderful ode to the 2024 season. Although, given how long that poem was, we are actually now in 2026. So, <laughs> alrighty, Timmy Boy, let's get out of here. We've got to go, Lukey Boy. I've got some shampoo I need to buy. And thanks so much for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed it. I really think it deserved... Just a round of applause, don't you think? Or better yet, leave us a review or a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. It really helps us out. We're so excited. F1 is back. The reserve drivers are back. We couldn't be more excited to be with you in 2024. And to keep the excitement going, it's the one and only Charlotte Claire on the piano. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh... 
kind of losing the excitement. Losing the momentum yeah, here, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. The glue.